This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. How's everybody doing tonight? Real good. Do we have any seniors in here? Couple? Well, correct, you're not. Hey, everybody give Derek a hand for graduating. Mariah, a hand for graduating. <clears throat> now, now everybody, let's Mariah, give her a hand. Brett, you haven't graduated yet, have you? On the 20th. You're going to make it? You're going to graduate? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll give Brett an early hand. Everybody give him a hand real quick. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So, have you guys ever been obsessed with something? Obsessed with something. Think about it just for a second. I'll tell you a little story about a time that I was obsessed with something, and it's not super crazy or anything like that, but I'll never forget this time whenever this happened to me. I was completely obsessed in middle school. Uh, baseball was my life. Like, it was everything to me was playing baseball. What? It was baseball. What's confusing, Ethan? <laughs> Yeah, it's about women. No, it's about baseball. So I was, I was so confident when I was in middle school, like all middle schoolers are, that I was going to be a pro. I was going to go to the MLB one day, which obviously I'm still working on that. I don't know if you guys can tell I'm not a professional baseball player. But I went through this really big, big slump as a hitter. And if you're not familiar with that, it basically means I couldn't hit the ball. I just absolutely couldn't hit the ball. I couldn't get a hit for anything. And for the next couple of months, it's all I could think about. I was like, man, I, what happened? Like, I, I was decent. I was never an amazing baseball player. But I was like, I, I could at least hit the ball. And now, nothing was happening. I even, I mean, I changed the way I stood at the plate. I changed the way I swung. I mean, everything that I did, that I did in the past, I completely shifted it because I just couldn't do it. I was so obsessed with trying to fix my swing and get out of this slump. And the funny part is, 
is that by changing my swing and changing the way I stood, it actually made my hitting even worse. Like I was up there and I basically just watched watched myself strike out every single time. Couldn't even swing the bat. I was so nervous and so uncomfortable up there. So I had to completely unlearn this thing that I was obsessing over. Completely unlearn it. And then finally, I kind of figured out how to hit again. And obviously not too well because I'm standing on this stage and I'm not playing for the Cardinals tonight or anything like that. But that's okay. God had, God had better plans for me. I think I like this better than that. Haha. Ha. I wouldn't want to be a professional baseball player. But whether it's, whether it's a pair of shoes, whether you're, 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 you know, there's something that, there's clothes that you can't wait to buy, right? Maybe there's this new pair of shoes, there's this new thing that came out, and you're just obsessing over it. Like, I need to buy this. Everyone has it. I need it. Or maybe there's a, there's a TikTok dance that you just can't quit doing. You keep dancing to it. You keep recording yourself doing the same exact dance over and over and over. You're obsessed with it. Or maybe there is a restaurant or some type of food that you just keep going back to. And every single time somebody says, hey, where do you want to go eat tonight? You say the same exact thing. Like we all get this idea, right, of becoming mentally consumed with a thing whether it has to do with a sport, whether it has to do with clothes or food or whatever it may be. This, you can become obsessed with anything, person, idea, a thing. And when we get stuck in our brains, so whenever we get this thing stuck and we get so obsessed over it, that can really affect us a lot. And another thing that can get stuck in your brain is what we're talking about in this series. So we're talking about the one. We're talking about finding the one. We're talking about this idea of, of dating. Um, and you may, maybe you guys, maybe you're not going to call it dating. You don't refer to it that way. I don't know how you talk about it, but you get the point. We're talking about having somebody in your life, this idea of having someone in your life who you're interested in as more than a friend. And hopefully, right, they're interested in you as well. And if you've ever been interested in someone, then you know that this is a lot like getting a song stuck in your head, like when you are really interested in that one person. It's like you can't stop thinking about them all the time. No matter how hard you try, they keep popping up, keep popping up in your head. It's like that stupid song that you heard on the radio a bajillion times, and now you're singing it all the time. And this is something that is actually, it's totally normal. So you don't have to feel weird about having that person stuck in your head. This is a normal thing that happens to us. And it's probably happened to everybody that you know in some way, shape, or form. And it's not necessarily a problem. It only becomes a problem when a person or the idea of finding the one becomes an obsession, becomes something that is an obsession. So you've probably seen this happen with people you know, right? Your friends, maybe yourself even, but maybe a friend who can't have a conversation without talking about their girlfriend. Like that is so annoying. Like just, just leave her out. Come on, man. Or maybe it's the guy who always says, oh, 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 that reminds me of fill in the blank, whoever it is. So the question is, how do you know when something or someone 
has become an unhealthy obsession. See, when you, when you have somebody in your life and they are literally all you think about, or when you have somebody in your life and they're the only person that you spend time with, or maybe it's when you have somebody in your life and they're all you can ever ever, ever think about, even whenever you're taking a test or whenever you're falling asleep or whenever, whatever it may be, that can be an obsession. Or maybe it's when you don't have somebody in your life, but the idea of someone takes up all of your time and energy. You're searching, you're waiting, and you're hoping to find that person. And you talk about it more than the people who are actually dating somebody. Like, that can be an unhealthy obsession. And you may be thinking right now, like, why, why is this a bad thing? Like, is this really a bad thing? It's not like I'm obsessed with, I don't know, like stealing puppies or eating rocks. Right, like, that would be a problem, right? Like, that would be a weird obsession. That's a real problem. In fact... So much of the world around us tells us that we should be obsessed with someone, right? Like there's songs about it. Movies make it so romantic and almost make it an expectation that all of the picture-perfect relationships can only happen if both people are completely obsessed with each other. You see influencer couples, and they get more likes and more views whenever they're together doing things together, doing content together. See, to be obsessed with someone is just this, this idea that we're sold on. We're sold on Instagram. We're sold on TikTok. Celebrity gossip, like all of it is screaming at us that you have to have someone that you're obsessed with. And once you dive into the world of like crushes and relationships, like total obsession with each other just becomes something that it feels common. It feels normal. It just feels like it's supposed to happen. So you might, you might be asking now, like, if having a relationship with someone or being interested in someone isn't a bad thing, then why are you making it seem like it is? See, there's, there's nothing wrong with being excited about having someone in your life. But when everything else in your life seems to fade away, because of a person, that can be a problem. See, when God, when your friends, when family, school, all of your talents and your goals start to fade away, see, that is when it's a problem. And look, there's, there's no judgment here. I'm not trying to judge anybody for that. It's easy to become obsessed. But... I want you and we want you to live a full life. And obsession causes you to miss out on a lot of things in life. So the question is, like, what do we do about it? What do we do about it? So you can't not care about someone if you care about them, right? Like, I can't just tell you, okay, just stop caring about that person. I wouldn't expect you to. But what do we do when we find ourselves obsessing over someone? We're going to take a look back at the book of Proverbs today. It's the same book we looked at a couple weeks ago before we took a break for Mother's Day. And we're going to read something else that King Solomon wrote. 
He was one of the more famous kings of Israel, and this is what he says. He says, if you find honey, eat just enough, too much of it, and you will vomit. See, now, now some of you might hear that, and you think, like, exactly, like, exactly. If I hear my friend say one more thing about his girlfriend, or if I hear my friend say one more thing about her boyfriend, I am going to vomit. Like, I'm tired of it. Solomon nailed it. What a great verse. But, but the wisdom that Solomon is trying to pass along here is it's, it's different than that. It's all about this idea of, of moderation. He's basically saying that if you get too much of something, even something that's good, like honey, it has the potential to turn into a really bad thing. So, so like, where is the line? When does it go from good to too much? See, in order to figure this out, we're going to look at another passage. And we're going to look at this letter that was written by the Apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament. He wrote a ton of it. And Paul saw his whole purpose in life was to tell others about, like, the love of God and encouraging them to live this life that modeled a life of love. And so he wrote a letter called Ephesians, which many, many scholars, Bible scholars, um, believe that it was more like this public speech than just a letter. Like, this was a speech he was giving to uh, people, not just, an, not just a letter to an individual person. It was this this general encouragement for believers and from people of all backgrounds that they could apply to their life, and that includes us. So we can listen to this, and we can apply it into our life even today. And one more thing before we look at his words, and this is important to understand, is that Paul didn't live in a dating culture. He didn't live in the culture we live today. He and, he and his friends didn't exist in a world that had had prom, didn't have dating apps like Tinder and that kind of stuff, and didn't have anything like that. And he had never been put in the friend zone. Like that just stuff didn't exist for Paul. So although this, this passage isn't specifically talking about dating, the truth that comes from it can be, it can still be applied to our lives today. And it gives us something to do with what Solomon wrote even earlier in history. So this is what Paul says. And he starts his verse by saying this, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. And we're going to stop right there because Paul's basically saying, he's saying pay attention to how you're living your life. Don't just let, don't just let life happen to you. So as you choose how to live, like wise is obviously better than unwise. Like if you're going to talk about how to live life, you would want to live a wise life versus an unwise life. And using these words like wise and unwise when it comes to dating is actually really perfect for what we're talking about. See, often having a significant other in your life, it isn't necessarily as easy as like right or wrong. In fact, the truth is, is that choosing to date or not date in middle school and high school is more about wisdom. See, wisdom is different than deciding between just right and wrong. Wisdom is asking, what, what's best for me? Like, what is the best for me? And I mean, if, if your parents have strictly banned it, 
then that's, that's a different story, right? But most of the time, dating decisions are rarely about, is that person, like, good or bad? It's more, are they good for me? And are they good for me right now in life? So Paul is encouraging his audience to pay attention to what they do and to do their best to make the best and to make the wisest choices in their life. See, this principle can be applied to anything, not just dating, but it can be applied to anything. It can be applied to your friendships, to school, to how you make a schedule, to your screen time habits on your phone. It's all about what is best for you. So for the sake of today's conversation, I want you to ask yourself some of these questions and answer them really quickly in your own head. So think about this. At what point does a healthy interest in someone or in the idea of dating become an unwise obsession? Just think about that question for a second. And if that point is somewhere between like being interested and then being obsessed with someone, where are you currently? So think about, just for a second, where are you currently? If you look at this line, if all the way over here is interested, and you come over here and this is obsessed, where do you fall on that line? See, and relationships, they don't have obvious labels of like interest or obsession, but I think we can find some ways to identify that, right? Some signs of interest or obsession. Like what are some indicators of interest and what are some indicators of obsession? See, following someone on Instagram, we can say that's just interest, right? But liking and commenting on every single story or post on their Instagram from earlier today than back through the beginning of time is obsession, right? Or maybe hanging out with them after school is interest. But canceling plans with friends that you've had for a while or not doing your homework in order just to hang out with them might be obsession. See, and Paul continues here. He continues with the verse we started earlier, and he says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And now you may be asking, like, are, are the days evil? Like, is, he, is Paul actually being crazy here and talking about, like, some crazy zombie apocalypse, like, weird stuff? Like, why is he saying the days are evil? That's not what he's saying. Actually, in this original language, the word Paul is using here, it really just means, like, annoying or difficult or time-consuming. So in other words, your time gets taken up by so much stuff that you have to do anyway. We have to make the most of what we have left, of the time that we do have left. See, Paul's referring to our tendency to waste time in unwise ways. And you've probably experienced this before, like you've had a free day or you got a break from school and you just wasted all the time. And then later you looked back and you were like, man, I wish I had that free time back. I would have done this or I would have made sure this happened, but I just wasted it all. And Paul 
Paul wants his readers to make the most of their time on earth. And part of how we do this is by putting our focus in the right place. If you want to make the most out of your time, you have to put your focus in the right place. And the, and the right place that Paul would say is to put your focus on Jesus. And I know for some of you, you might say, haha, that's a really churchy answer. You're telling me to put my focus on Jesus. I get it. Like, that's just a churchy thing to say, right? But ultimately, when we put God first, when we focus on Jesus, we focus on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, then it, it changes how we do everything in our lives every day. See, this type of life is one where another person can't dictate how we feel. It's a type of life where a person doesn't get to control how we encourage other people or how we help other people or how we share the love of Jesus with other people because we don't let someone else control that because our focus is on Jesus. See, another, it also is a way of life that another person that you're dating or a person that you're obsessing over, they can't hold you back from doing those things the real important things in this world, like loving people, helping people, caring for people. So in other words, see, God has, God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life and specifically for your life right now, even in middle school and high school. And the key is to pay attention to whether your obsession with someone that you're dating or that you are interested in is causing you to miss out on what your life can be, what your life can now offer because of what Jesus did. And to summarize, to summarize Paul's words kind of in this context of dating, this is one way to think about it. To make the wisest choices with the time you have, you have to, you don't make anyone your everything. Like don't make anyone your everything. See, that's not a knock on the person that you're interested in. I'm sure that they're great. I'm sure they're a great person. But you don't make anyone your everything. See, this is about you and the power and time that you give to someone else in your life. Like, is dating, some, is dating something you can do with part of your time and part of your attention? And if so, that's awesome. That's great. But if it takes up all of it, if someone you're dating has become your everything, if your dating life is holding you back from the rest of your life, then it may be time to rethink some things. And it's not always fun to hear, and it's probably annoying to hear, and I understand that. But the truth is, is that God has this whole plan ahead of us, and this whole full life, and when we let one person completely control everything that we do, think, and say, it takes away from all of that. But here, here's what it looks like. If you're, if you're currently in a relationship, I'm not telling you to completely abandon that relationship, but I'm also saying don't abandon the rest of the world around you. See, if we're going to be wise about our relationships— we have to live life in a way that it prioritizes all of our important relationships. So don't ditch your friends. Don't abandon your family. Don't lose interest in the things that you used to enjoy. 
See, you, you were a whole person before this person came into your life, so why give those things up just because? So don't lose the other parts of yourself because of him or her. Like, get back to the things that, that used to make up your world. Like, get back to being you. And secondly, if you aren't dating, stop, stop thinking that your life can't be good unless you start dating someone. Like, that's just not the truth. And I get it. I was in that place at one point in time. And it can be really difficult when you feel like everyone except you has a date. Everyone has a date to prom or someone, everyone has, a, has someone to post cute photos with all the time. But you don't need another person to make you a whole person. You don't need another person to make sure you have a great middle school or high school experience. Like, go be you. See, do things you like to do. Hang out with people that you enjoy. And if you meet someone along the way, then that's, that's great. That's awesome. But don't spend these years of your life just waiting around for that person to show up or that crush to notice you. See, there's, there's way too much that God has in store for you. There's way too much that is awesome about this life not to enjoy it because you wish you were in a relationship. And we have to trust God with the future of our relationships. Trust God with the future of your relationships. See, this isn't something that we do one time and just check it off the list. Just say, okay, I trust God, move on. See, trusting God with our relationships or our lack of relationship means that we're believing that God has our best interests in mind all the time. It means that if you don't have someone right now, that God still has your best interest in mind. It means that you can believe that God is good and he's looking out for you. And it means that trusting a bigger picture than just your relationship status right here and right now is the right way to do it. And then, here's the last thing, is ask someone you trust if you are truly obsessed. It might be weird, and it might not be something you will enjoy, but sometimes you have to get an opinion from people that love and care about you. So talk to your tribe group leader, or talk to a friend who knows you well enough to, to have seen a difference. Someone who's going to tell you the truth, not just tell you what you want to hear. And ask them if obsession is an issue in your relationship or a relationship that you want. And if they say yes, then ask for their help when it comes to picking new habits and new ways to spend your time, to spend your thoughts and spend your conversations. And again, I don't want you to be hard on yourself if the answer is yes, that you're obsessed. Because it's easy to become obsessed with any number of things. But especially a person that we like, right? Like we could become really obsessed with other people. But you need to remember that this isn't about judging your obsession, but it's about deciding to make changes that allow you to make the most of your time here on this earth, here and now. So as we, as we finish up and as we go back into worship here in a minute, I want you to remember that I'm not telling you don't have crushes, don't have relationships. Like, that's not what I'm saying. 
What I am saying is don't miss out on these years of your life, this high school and middle school time that you'll never get back because you're obsessed with a dating relationship. Don't miss the chance to figure out who you are before you let somebody else tell you who you are. Don't miss out on this because you just want to be consumed with another person. In other words, like we said earlier, don't make anyone your everything. And if you feel like that's me, then maybe you pull your tribe group leader to the side tonight or a trusted adult later, whoever it is, or a friend, and you let them know that you feel that way. You feel like this is me. And they can help you get things back into perspective. They can pray with you. They can talk with you through it and get you back to where you want to be. And why do we do this? Like, why is this important? Because just like Paul cared about the people he wrote to, those people care about you too. Your tribe group leaders care about you, and they want to see you living a full and healthy life. And they want you to have this incredible life that you make the most of the time that you have. And you can trust that and believe it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for relationships, for friendships and dating and all the things that come throughout these years in middle school and high school and the rest of our lives. We thank you for awkward conversations about obsession and what it looks like to be obsessed or to just be interested. And I just pray that we would, we would take the words from Paul and we apply them to our lives now and live a life that is full. A life that's full and focused on you. A life that, that you want us to have. Not one that's consumed by other people, that's stressed out by who we're going to date or who likes us or who doesn't like us. A life that doesn't have anxiety of trying to find your perfect match already. And we would just focus on you and focus on being us. Being the person that you made us to be. And I know for some people it's a weird conversation. They have a boyfriend or girlfriend and I just pray that they wouldn't hear this and hear, end it, or it's not good, or what you're doing is wrong, but they would see that we can make adjustments in life, that we can change our focus and shift things to better focus on who you want us to be, that we would focus on your son and what he did for us on the cross, because that right there changes everything in our life. When we have that focus, we can live a life that really, really shows your love. Pray this in your name.